Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Backed by popular demand, we have the National Republican Committeeman for the State of New York with us, Charles P. Joyce, who's a great entrepreneur and uh, corporate business leader in America. And you may have seen him when uh, Donald Trump signed the pipeline legislation in Texas and was on national TV. And President Trump handed our guest today, Charlie Joyce, the bill and the pen in Texas. It was on international television. Our guest today, uh, Charles P. Joyce. A little bit more information about this man and he also was featured in the New York State Press a few months ago when he gave a sizable donation to fill a big gap for the um, fundraising with the diocese in western New York. He was most generous, and he made it a challenge to others to give too. Uh, Charlie Joyce is president of Otis Eastern LLC in Wellsville, New York. Otis Eastern, founded in 1936, is one of the nation's leading constructors of high-pressure pipelines to transport oil, natural gas, and petroleum products from producers uh, to the market. Uh, a, t- a tremendous man. He's a man who works very, very hard, and then he gives back to very worthy charities all the time. Let's talk about the political situation in um, Washington. I think it's enough to make somebody sick. Uh, this impeachment uh, process. A lot of people think it's complete nonsense because if the House convicts and the Senate does nothing, which uh, Leader McConnell has said as of yesterday, he's not planning to do anything with it. The question is, Charlie Joyce's National Republican Committeeman, why are they doing all this? Why? Brian, <clears throat> they're just consumed by the by the the, the election of, of Donald Trump, and, and they've lost all focus on, on allowing him to be president and to run our countries. But, but to his credit, and it, a lesser man would, would have folded up under all this pressure, he still goes to work every day and, and tries to do the right thing for our nation. And the, the Democrats have totally stopped trying to, to uh, bring any uh, cross the aisle of contact together and Frankly, I, I, they don't have a clue as to what it takes to run our government. So, it's I'm, I'm as sick of it as you are. And, and I read a poll today that uh, that uh, the satisfaction numbers on Trump or actually against impeachment uh, uh, went up four points. And uh, people oh, is it up to sixty four percent now who are against impeachment? I think it was around sixty a few days ago. Actually, it's in the mid fifties, but it was down at forty nine uh, oh. at one time, and so it's it's bumped up there, and, and that was the October number. So this was the uh, the brand new number just just the other day. So it's 
it's changing in every place I go around the country, traveling and talking to people. They 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 sell me the same thing. They they they're tired. They want to get on with it. And uh, we've got an election coming up, obviously. And uh, if they're dissatisfied, uh, they can make it known then. We'll see. Let's talk a little bit about this Adam Shift. And I uh, a few weeks ago couldn't believe it where he did a parody. I thought he was a congressman, but I think he was acting more like a comedian, uh, doing a 10-minute parody, making up things as leading people to believe that it was true. How how can a, a congressman and a chairman of a committee act like that when it's very serious business in Washington? I mean, you're talking about the Constitution, you're talking about the presidency, the balance of government. I mean, wasn't that ridiculous for Adam Schiff to have a, a a comedy parody as a chairman of a committee? Totally, totally ridiculous, and and just it mirrors what we're seeing from from so many of their their Democrats' representatives out there. They 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 live for sound bites. They like to have their face in front of a camera, and and get their thirty seconds of fame, uh, and they're just consumed by it. It's, it's it's something I've never seen before and hope I never see again. Yeah, I, I, I was a political science major 35 years ago in college, and I've never, you know, since I've been in college, seen uh, that type of behavior where people make things up. I think he said that a President Trump nine times, uh, you know, said you have to uh, uh, tell these things to the Ukrainian president, and it never took place. I mean, right. I, I mean, I I can't believe that our country is stooped to such a low level. Well, hopefully we can get this over with. I I believe that <clears throat> the time is running out on the Democrats to to bring this thing forward. That as you said before, Mitch McConnell's not going to act on it, so it's it's not going to go anyplace uh, legislatively. And. Uh, They've got an election to try to win, and, and, and sooner or later they're going to have to start paying attention to that. I mean, for my purposes, they're just they're they're, they're just forgetting that that's that's coming up, and that's fine with me if that's the way they want to play it. But uh, it's not going to help them get a candidate elected. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about a side effect of all this, and I'm talking about the House representatives. It's now in uh, Democratic hands with a Democratic majority with Nancy Pelosi as speaker. A lot of people feel that years ago the Republicans overplayed the situation with Monica Lewinsky and they lost six seats, the Republicans in the House. And now a lot of people think the Democrats are overplaying this and they could lose uh, with the squad of four sort of pushing Pelosi all the time. There are a lot of people who think that the Democrats could lose control of the House representatives over this impeachment situation. So potentially you could have a Republican president, Republican Senate, a Republican House. Do you think this can happen, Charlie Joyce? I think it can. I mean, certainly the, the seats that, that were lost in, in the last election was, was typical, and the percentage of, that was lost is something we see all the time in, in off-year elections. So it was expected, but I can't, I, I can't see where they've done anything since then to build consensus. And, and then uh, the people that were elected, uh, the, the new people, what, what have they accomplished? I mean, uh, 
it's it's going to be hard for them, any of them, to uh, run on their their record because they don't have one. They haven't established anything but uh, a defeatist attitude and, and uh, being obstructionist to the government. So where are they? They're not building any. I mean, you look at the economy and how well we're doing there. Look at the the the, the way things have turned around globally for us, uh, the respect that we're seeing from other nations now. Uh, President Trump has a real body of work, and none of the candidates on the other side can, can match up to that. And and they don't have anybody that's leading their pack that, that has any sort of uh, centrist feelings at all. They've got no candidate. I mean, I guess you could call Joe Biden as close to it as they have, but uh, really, I, I believe that they're they're going to have a tough road to hoe. For those who just tuned in, we're learning a great deal from the National Republican Committeeman representing the state of New York, a great entrepreneur. His name is Charlie Joyce, chairman of the board of Otis Eastern Service LLC in Wellsville, New York. If you're listening in Wellsville or Toronto or Washington to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power on ESPN AM 1520, Drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guest, General Fred Gordon, who's leading the Buffalo Soldiers uh, fundraising for West Point. Corey Lewandowski, who was Trump's campaign manager in 2016, and uh, uh, well-known photographer Marissa Maruli. Coming up, we'll have Colleen Podoreski, whose grandfather was the Prime Minister of Poland, Sergio Fornicero, leading efforts to revitalize Niagara Falls, New York, and Frank Panasek, who's involved with the Second Amendment with the 1791 Society. A plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampo Legal. The Ampo Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. A little bit more information about Charlie Joyce, National Republican Committeeman for the state of New York. In 72, following his graduation from Cornell University with a Bachelor of Arts in Government, Charlie Joyce uh, went to work with Joyce Leonard Canada, limited managing construction projects in Western Canada and Australia. In 77, he became president of Joyce Western Corporation and managed that company's construction activities throughout the U.S. and Canada. Our guest today, Charlie Joyce, chairman of the board of Otis Eastern LLC, and also the National Republican Committeeman for New York State. Let's talk a little bit about this fracking situation you send people out on the road to different states every week to be involved in pipeline work, but my understanding is that in Wellsville, New York, you're right on top of the Marcellus Shale. There's also a great amount of natural gas up in the Utica, New York area. Why are we allowing Pennsylvania to do billions of dollars in business 
with uh, fracking and pipeline work, same in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, but we prohibit this in the state of New York. Doesn't this make you upset, Charlie Joyce? Well, sure it does. It makes me upset uh, uh, for several reasons. For one, that I live here, and, and I want people to have the opportunity to, to make a living and, and have good jobs, and certainly any kind of development would would bring that to the table but but also uh it's it's short-sighted on the part of our governor cuomo and that's this where all this stems from is is, is his reaction he's made he's made public statements that that, that we're not going to have any fossil fuels uh in in and probably run less than 10 years and that, that well everything will be solar wind powered uh, renewables and it just can't happen that quickly. So we've seen a lot of things uh, within the last uh, couple months that, that that point to that, and, and even the, some of the governor's own people in the, in the agencies have said that we can't exist without uh, without some natural gas used to be at least a bridge fuel. But it's it's not going to happen as quickly as Governor Cuomo said. He's kind of uh, made a bed that he's having trouble lying in because he can't uh, he can't back away from it, and, and then he'll lose his uh, his liberal base, and that's where all his money comes from. So yeah, I, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the people in New England because he won't allow fracking or pipelines mm-hmm. to be built. So the people in New England are paying triple sometimes the what the normal price would be for their natural gas. And then and in New York State, uh, some of the utilities have, have had to try to curb service because they don't have enough product to, to meet their needs. So it's it's a it's a tough situation and uh again it's short sighted it makes for good uh, good play in the with the press to say that you're gonna be all renewables if uh in in twenty thirty but it's it's not gonna happen and uh, and and we should wake up to that. Now let's talk about this big event you were involved with a few months ago on national T V. There you were with this pipeline legislation with the President of the United States and Texas, and then the president handed you the bill and the pen. Tell us the significance of this pipeline legislation that you were involved with, Charlie Joyce. Well, uh, actually, they were, they were executive orders, which which paved the the way for uh, the permitting process to move forward a little faster on on, on pipelines. They they were uh, the permits are getting hung up all over the country and. Uh, with with activity by state agencies kind of overruling the federal approval of, of projects and these these more or less paved the way for projects to go ahead and and be built and what the, uh what was unusual about this the, the signing was that it took place at, at the national training center for the international union of operating engineers and that that's a huge trade union involved in the construction of pipelines along with me and they uh they have 500,000 members wow craft union hosting president trump to sign documents that uh uh that would bring jobs to their members and and 
And so when you see something like that, which was a traditional stronghold of the Democrats, uh, the trade unions, when they are lining up behind uh, President Trump, you're, you're seeing how, how his policies and, and their their knowledge that he wants to move forward and, and bring jobs to their members is is working. And so I think you're going to see a, a, a real impact in the 2020 election when when those people come out and go to the, go to vote they're going to be backing the president instead of traditionally as all labor unions have been doing is um, voting democrat i think it's it it is unusual uh reaching across the aisle like that because as you said unions are usually seen as democratic turf so but you know we've seen this where we tape this program and uh, union uh, Democratic strongholds in the last election for President of the United States, uh, places like Cheektowaga, West Seneca, and Hamburg, New York, uh, went for Trump, and those are traditionally Democratic union strongholds. So he right. does have appeal uh, to those groups. He does. He does, and, and it's not just a. It, it's a. It's a, an earned appeal. He's he's earned their trust over the years, over just his short period of time in office right now. Because when he makes a statement, uh, he backs it up, and uh, that's the way they need things to happen. And and so I, I've uh, been involved in a lot of uh, uh, conferences and, and discussions with the union people and the other big craft unions that that uh, that we deal with, that also with hundreds of thousands of members, and they're all lining up behind Trump. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's going to have a real impact. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, things that have been stuck because of this impeachment uh, nonsense. I'm talking about infrastructure, uh, border security, um, further tax reform. Isn't everything uh, sort of put on hold in Washington while there's this impeachment um, discussion day and night? Well, a good share of anything that requires a, a, a vote in both houses uh, uh, has definitely been put on hold. I mean, we're not making any progress on those things. But what, what we are seeing a, a great deal of progress is on the regulatory side. And, we're, and they're still cleaning out unnecessary regulations every day. Uh, President Trump made a promise that for uh, every one new bill that was passed or one new regulation that was put into effect, Two had to be taken off the books, and they have uh, really constantly behind the scenes, and, and and it doesn't get reported by the national media. But we're making tremendous st- strides on on making it easier for businesses to actually do business, making it easier for farmers to work their own land, making doing a lot of things that that haven't happened for for years and years. And so a lot of things are getting done, and the people in the know understand that they know they don't read it in the paper or see it on their tv but they know it when they go out go out to their business or go to their job every day and then that's 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 a real impact for those who just tuned in we're talking to the national republican committeeman for new york state charles b joyce who is also chairman of the board for otis eastern service llc he was one of the major contributors uh, for the Catholic Diocese with their annual fund drive. 
Um, he works very, very hard, and he gives significantly back to worthy uh, charities. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, or Northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you, as this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia New Zealand. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Little information about Charlie Joyce on the political side. He is Western Regional Finance Chair for the New York Republican State Committee, a member of the Republican Governors Association's Executive Roundtable, a Regent member of the Republican National Committee, a member of the National Republican Senate Committee Majority Makers Club, and a member of the National Republican Congressional Committee's Chairman's Club. He has been an active supporter of local and state federal candidates for many years, a very giving, generous, highly principled man, and what my wife likes, that he's a Cornell graduate. Right? Because <laughs> she's <That's> one. Correct. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> Cornellians stick together. Uh, yes, we do. Let's talk about this uh, amazing thing that took place in the last two weeks, and that was the strategic uh, murder of Baghdadi, who was the head of ISIS. It was a tremendous raid, and what I thought was the most significant part of the raid is no human being on our side was hurt. It really was an act of, of heroism. It was perfectly calculated. Uh, it was a, a, a shameful on his part, Baghdadi, when he was being caught, that he uh, put a self-explosive into effect and killed three of his own children. I mean, it's just unbelievable to think of a man killing his own children. How do you feel about this? Was this a, an act of brilliance and strategy on the part of the president of the United States as commander-in-chief to take out Baghdadi? Well, well, certainly it was it, it, by him and by the military and by by everybody involved in the planning. It was it was a tremendous accomplishment and 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 took a lot of work. But one thing that uh, stuck out to me was that that if you're reading accounts of what went on, uh, people tried to to uh, say that that President Trump actually impeded the the, the operation, and, and because of his uh, decisions about withdrawing from Syria, it made it tougher on on the military to do this. So it's totally untrue, but that's that's the type of press it got. So so even when he does something or has has part in something that 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 it truly is a positive thing. Uh, the the press finds a way to twist it and turn it around and uh, and and I was really frustrated with that but but on the whole it was a great thing to do to show that we're still on top of uh, uh, of trying to preserve peace and then and, and and take away our powerful enemies so it's it, I think I think it was an excellent uh, ex- great well planned again and uh, and shows what type of resources we have when we put our minds to it. Yeah, the only uh, part of our force that got injured was a dog, but other than that, it was flawless. Not one American was hurt. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, your political hat. Uh, You worked very closely with former New York State Republican Chair 
Ed Cox, you work like brothers, and you're very close to the new state Republican chair. So let's talk about prospects for the future. You're the National Republican Committee man. There's a National Republican Committee man and committee woman for each state in the United States. And and how do you see uh, the future in such a blue state like New York? Well, I think that... uh uh, I, I did work well with Ed Cox, and, uh, and I've known Nick for a long time, and I, and I work well with him. And, and I think that that everything changes, and, and, it, and it takes time to to put new things into place. Nick is doing a, uh, the yeoman's work, uh, uh, running around the state and getting to know people and, and, and working. He worked uh, tremendously hard on a lot of the local campaigns as well as everything across the state and we had some successes we had some uh, some some losses uh, a real tough uh, county executives race there in Erie County but uh, it, 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 it's good and, and and I've spoken to Nick over the past few weeks and and, and actually today about how he felt seeing the process and what what did he see about about things that could be fixed and what we're going to have to do to be ready for the 2020 election and i can tell you that he's ready to to take on a challenge uh we've there were successes around the state uh obviously the executive race in uh, erie county was one of the biggest ones but uh, uh uh lynn dixon ran a good race up there and and nick had her well prepared so i i believe I believe that uh, it's, everything's a learning experience, and, and this puts him firmly in, in, in sight of what, what has to be done to, to uh, win it in 2020. Let's talk a little bit about the national economy. Uh, just a few days ago, all the stock markets set records. Uh, we have the uh, lowest unemployment for women, uh, blacks, Hispanics, in the history of the United States. Uh, how do you see the economy? Charlie Joyce. I, I see it as strong, and I see it as expanding. I mean, you're going to have some some hits or misses, but I I believe that that. But as it, for, for a lot of the reasons that I, that I talked about before, the the regulatory process is easing. It's making it easier for people to do business. It's making people that went overseas to to uh, to get away from onerous regulations have have seen now that they can come back, and the tax system has changed and and made made it. It's positive, so I'm I'm optimistic about it. I, we are now the uh, the biggest producer of oil and natural gas in the world. We're going to we're going to be net exporters uh, in, in, in a short period of time. And as, as you can remember, you're old enough as me to remember sitting in gasoline lines. Yeah, in the seventies for hours, and 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 that's never going to happen to our nation again. And, and we're not at the behest of uh, of OPEC nations or anything about it that share of our economy and then it also it's good for uh, national defense because we're not out defending a lot of uh, of countries that frankly don't uh, don't respect us but uh, have oil and gas production so uh, believe in me i think it's i think it's a great thing for us we have a minute left on the rusk report do you think that trump will be reelected easily in 2020 charlie joyce I'd have to block it easily, but yes, I do believe he will. Uh, I, I believe uh, the, the uh, positive energy that's that's being brought to the nation uh, will will bring people to the polls. And, and yes, I do believe he'll win another term. 
Okay, I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We uh, salute our guest, Charles P. Joyce, who helped the uh, diocese in western New York tremendously with their annual fundraising campaign. Charlie Joyce is the chairman of the board of Otis Eastern Service LLC in Wellsville, New York. He is also the National Republican Committeeman for the state of New York. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, director of production. And again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk. ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Thanks for enlightening us once again. National Republican Committeeman for New York State, Charles P. Joyce. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, Brian. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.